0: Okay, you guys, so today we're talking all about socialization, which can be a big fear for those who are just starting homeschooling or have or maybe just considering homeschooling. And before we get into this episode, I actually wanna let you know that I launched a homeschool course. It was gonna initially just be a homeschool mini course, but apparently I talked too much, so it turned into like the full meal deal. And obviously my kiddos are young. It's just called homeschooling the first three years. And it's about creating a foundation of joy and confidence and a love of learning in your home right off the start. School is one of the most enjoyable things that the kiddos and I do around our home. We love it and I just wanna show you you how homeschooling can be so simple it can just take 30 minutes of your day when they're young kids and then it can take later maybe an hour or two of your day and that's it so if you don't have the time and you don't want to do all the crafts and you're just fatigued at the thought of taking on the responsibility of your child's obviously homeschooling is very new to me with a five-year-old four-year-old and three-year-old but I educated my younger siblings and taught them how to read and write and spell. And then later on after we got married, I tutored math and English and history and so many different things. And so this homeschool course is kind of a cumulation of what I've learned from teaching other students, how to keep that joy alive in learning, how to navigate meltdowns, how to approach a child that maybe's burnt out on learning, somehow they just got the joy sucked out of it already and they don't want to participate. And then also, Leon, Lucy, and Lewis were great sports. And I walk you through exactly how to teach a two-year-old, or now he's three, Lewis is three, um, four-year-old and five-year-old, and you can kind of see the progression and reading, writing, history, and science, and just kind of the little things that I've done along the way. So, I hope you guys enjoy it. But let's dive into this episode today.
1: Let's do it.
0: The Now That We're a Family Podcast. Okay, so we decided to shower before we did the podcast tonight. And I just feel like we need to mention it because, <clears throat> sorry, Elisha looks like, you know, suave Sal over there. Sal. <laughs> suave Sal. Which,
1: which number of models was he that you dated? <laughs> suave Sal.
0: Oh man, and then I'm, uh, I just look like I don't care, but I do care about you guys a lot. I put on my pink uh, lip gloss for you, so it is very cozy to be here after the shower.
1: Yeah, this epi- we love recording our podcast in the evening time, but during the summer, it seems to be getting later and later, uh, the hour, that is, that we record the podcast, and that's just because the days are so long here, and it takes a long time for the kiddos to settle down and go to bed, and so, yeah, it's kind of a late hour here, and the kids are finally quieted down. And uh, so we're ready to rock and roll, I think. Yeah. Do you feel ready to rock and roll?
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. We'll know once I get into this. Yeah. Once we get into it. Because I feel like I really wanted to talk about this. And uh, because... I think just as we've gotten more and more into the homeschooling space with our kids getting older and I'm learning from more homeschooling women that are ahead of me, I see this topic come up over and over about socialization. Hmm. And it's funny because I forgot that that was a thing because we were just kind of living our lives, right? And then it's just come to my attention like that's still a thing. Like people still lump homeschooling and socialization as these Things where if you do one, you kind of get a certain outcome with the other, huh. or, or there's a greater potential to get maybe an odd child or a child that doesn't know how to communicate with the outside world. And, um, cause it was definitely that way when we were kids growing up. Did you, did you feel like your parents got that question a lot?
1: Oh, definitely. I mean, it was one of the top three questions probably that they received or top three concerns that we would hear about. And so you're saying that you're hearing that as a, one of the top concerns for people that are considering homeschooling or are currently homeschooling. Um, and and that kind of strikes you as it it surprises you.
0: Yeah, because our world has gone so we've moved forward so much, I feel like, with online schooling and with homeschooling kind of being legitimized in the modern in the main media, yeah, main I guess. Stream, yeah, I think. in the mainstream. And so it's funny to me that this this fear seems like a really old school fear to me, I guess.
1: Oh, interesting. You
0: know, it's like we're doing all kinds of things from our homes that we didn't used to do. We're working from home. Schooling from home seems pretty normal now. And so just that like, how, how are my kids going to get socialized? Seems like an old fear. But then I've grown up always in, you know, homeschooling's all I know. So
1: yeah, I, I don't know what
0: fear I would have if I'd never embarked on this.
1: Yeah, I, I feel the same way because I grew up homeschooled. All of my siblings were homeschooled for the duration of all of their primary schooling and that's just what I knew. All my siblings were that way. We had great friends and close friends that went and and family members, cousins and stuff that went to public school. And um and so I felt and then we played sports through the public school system like you did as well and we did different activities with the public school, but my my the the bulk of my experience and I guess exposure to Learning into you know curriculum into academia was through the lens and through the realm of of homeschooling and and I'd say the primary um, I guess lens through or the primary context of socialization was through homeschooling.
0: Yeah, and so I was writing down some things because really I just wanted this to be like an encouragement if you are homeschooling or if you're thinking about homeschooling, and kind of just a encouragement if your kids are going to school outside the home too in this episode and just talk about that whole concept of our children interacting with the outside world. I think none of us want to end up with kids that are strange and scared and wide-eyed and looking back at us as parents being like, you did not prepare me for the world I'm living in. But honestly, this whole socialization issue, when we really back up and look at it, is such a trivial issue and hmm. the big picture of life. When I think of what I, who I want my children to be, being loved by culture, <laughs> being loved by the world is not one of those things. And so, as much as I would love for them to be able to interact in a way that makes other people feel at ease and makes other people enjoy being around them and come away being like, wow, I really enjoyed that conversation or I think that child's really neat. I don't want to put such an emphasis on it that we compromise other things that are more important.
1: Yeah, especially in the developmental years or the years where they're really trying to establish who they are, what they believe and what what truth is and how they're going to f- start establishing their, their identity as a Christian. Of course, it's always going to be a part of life, uh, manners, you know, social conduct and social behavior. It's a part of our daily discipline and I guess daily, daily t- child training. But I, I really pray that the emphasis that I have in our home is grounded. It's the word of God and it's pointing their eyes towards Jesus and that, that might sound like, well, yeah, there's a lot more, there's a lot beyond that too, you know, cause it's like, we don't just, you know, sit our kids on the couch and read them the Bible for 16 hours a day. There's life that has to be lived. And obviously, like, as you mentioned, Katie, you want them to be able to put, you know, other people at ease and make other people feel comfortable. And I also really want my kids to be equipped to go out and thrive In the workplace uh, with whatever they choose to put their hand to as a profession um, and to be able to thrive in whatever community they find themselves a part of. And so I certainly have that desire, but I never want that desire for what I think you could definitely call, you know, worldly success to supersede the importance of instilling God's truth and and having them know what the gospel is and ultimately know their Savior, Jesus Christ?
0: Yeah, so the first thought that came to my mind was just that we can never push a button or make one decision and expect that everything's going to be taken care of for our children in this certain area. So I think sometimes we look at, you know, Schooling outside the home or schooling inside the home. And we as parents say, okay, well, if I school my children inside the home, then they aren't going to have to deal with the influences or the negativity or the world, right? I'm going to just protect them. And that's a false thing, too, because our children are not just completely protected in our homes. They're going to have to, one, function in the outside world, but two, There's going to be so many things that we need to be in tune with as parents. Stuff comes in and we don't want to have this naivety that our kids aren't going to get exposed to stuff in their own home, if they're in our home, because they will be exposed to stuff. And then on the flip side, I think it is, it's just as um, naive to think, oh, we're going to send our kids to an outside school. And by hanging out with a bunch of peers, their same age, they're going to know how to interact with society in a healthy way way that makes them contributors to society. Like that's not how it works. I don't know if you've gone to a middle school recently or a high school recently. I just go to parks and I tell you what, it is not, I'm not thinking, wow, these kids are really sharp. Like (laughs) I, I just, you know, it's, if we see a child that can look someone in the eye or listen or ask questions or is a good conversationalist, it's not because they were hanging out with a bunch of 12-year-old boys on a bus talking about Nintendo and, you know, the female anatomy. Like, that's just not how it works. Is that what they
1: talk about? Uh, sounds like you've been in on those conversations. I feel like
0: I've heard what your conversations were, (laughs) or the conversations you overheard as a 12 year old.
1: Sure. Yeah. It is kind of funny to, to, well, I think I have a hard time a little bit with this premise, even, um, and this, this probably really shows that we were homeschooled because I (laughs) so don't relate with the, um, with the fear maybe, or with the concern. And so I always assume like, well, I guess I, I'm. I know for a fact I was sheltered and lived in a bubble for much of my life, and did mi- said many embarrassing things out of naivety. Did yeah, you not, didn't
0: know what you were saying or referencing. Yeah, or, that had totally no happened.
1: clue what the conversations were in the locker room. You know when they were and and was made fun of for it in the moment and after the moment, and it's not like it just was what it was. I didn't. I didn't hate myself for it. I just saw it for what it was. I was like, yeah, I, I live in a different world than the majority of these people, but I also knew what I was pursuing and what I was about. And so I, I never held on to it, it as like bitterness. And I don't think it ever hindered me from having healthy friendships, um, with, with people. And I still say things to this day that like, I mean, I think that's kind of the ironic part is that I'm 31 now and I would hope that I, much different than the average worldly 31 year old when it comes to yeah, the
0: things they're referencing or yeah the exactly things that they've experienced lord willing you haven't experienced those things and have a naivety to what they're even referencing
1: yeah i want there to be an element of me having no clue what the the current references are and what the double entendres are of this day like i like that i like naivety in that area and i grew up with that and I don't, I don't take pride in it, I don't take self-righteousness in it, but I do take almost an element of peace in it, just not, know, not knowing so much of um, what people might consider to be common knowledge in our day and age. And I know that that's kind of a different vein from general so- socialization, um, but I say that to say that the fear is almost like a non-starter for me because I don't even know what the reference point is. Like, I don't know what the standard is that people are shooting for. And I, well, think, I
0: think I know what it is. Yeah, let's hear it. Okay. So, uh, like, just on that point of, you know, like a bunch of 12 year olds talking on a bus or something, like, if you meet a child or a young adult that looks you in the eye, that shakes your hand, that listens to you, that can engage in conversation with p- peers and adults and has a res- general respect for just people, um, someone in their life has cared enough to teach them that. And it's always a parent or someone close to them. It is not culture. And I think that that's kind of what I want to point Mm. out in this is that it doesn't matter where they've gone to school. It matters who's been intentionally teaching them those skills. And I'm sure there's a kid here or there that's self-taught because they care enough and maybe they read books about someone who could put people at ease in conversation and that was a goal that they had or something like that. But it's never just straight up culture that is teaching our children how to respect authority, how to communicate, how to be interested in someone else instead of just themselves, how to treat anybody with respect instead of just looking at what you can get for them, from them. Um, and so if we're sending our children to school, I don't want, I, I just Don't want, if you know, our listeners, I'm sure I know there's a vast majority of you that send your kids to school. And I just don't want this lull to sleep, I guess, of, oh, I've, I've, I'm sending them to school. And so their socialization is taken care of, you know, and I don't want to think that at home either. Like they're at home. I, I can clearly like function in the outside world. My kids are going to grow up to be able to function in the outside world. Um, It's just, we just have to be intentional at every stage of the game. If we want children that are going to be be good communicators.
1: Yeah, it is crazy how I just feel it so strongly in myself that uh, uh, that desire to want to just like put things on autopilot to be like, yeah. okay, that's we figured it out. We are going to use this homeschool curriculum. We got it set or we're going to be a part of this church community. That's great. And you and you as like a father, I almost like want to turn the watchdog part of my brain in that category off. And that's the opposite of what we need to do as parents. I think we need to be vigilant and so in tune to where our children are at, who they're around from day to day. It is crazy with our young children, how their needs and their like shortcomings, their, their, all the, it changes from day to day. Mm-hmm. And I think that probably only uh, is heightened as years go on and they face adolescence in the teenage years. Um, and so yeah, I'm glad you said that, Katie, because I so feel that in my own heart to want to check the box of, oh, well, we're homeschooling, so this what this thing over here isn't going to be an issue, or we don't have smartphones in our home, so this isn't going to yeah, be. an Yeah, our issue. kids will
0: never have access to inappropriate media, or yeah. it's like no, that that's not how it works.
1: Yeah, our kids don't our kids don't do sleepovers at, at people's houses, so this will never you know this thing will never be an issue. Uh, it's great to have guidelines and rules, but I think. As parents, we need to be daily in tune to how our children are doing.
0: Yeah, and that's the overall heart of this is not one way is the right way to do it or one way is the wrong way to do it. It's just we don't want to think that something's on autopilot that's not. And again, this is a small issue in the light of eternity, but going back to, you know, what people have in mind when I think they're fearful about the whole socialization issue is we've all met those people that are socially awkward and they make you feel uncomfortable. And I think that's something that we don't want is we don't want our children to make someone feel uncomfortable unnecessarily. Like maybe our life choices will, you know, we have like more kids than the average person or something like that. And that bothers them. And it's like, well, sorry about that, you know, Mm. but really good social skills are a form of hospitality Mm. and thinking about the other person and caring, how are they feeling in this situation? And um, how can I make them feel good and, and yeah, doing unto others
1: as you would have done on yeah. To yourself
0: yeah so it's not all like a we don't want the kids that stand in the corner that like are twiddling their thumbs and just making everyone feel uncomfortable
1: yeah i i think that there must be that must be the fear that there's a there's a stereotype that must yeah. have some um that must have some validity within maybe the homeschool I circle mean, we've
0: met we've met people like well, that well the reason
1: i say but we've met a I've met a lot more people like that that went to public school is what I'm saying. Yeah. It's just, kind I know of per, I know per cap, like you say, well then ratio wise, cause obviously there's just way more kids that go to public school. And so I, what I was saying is there must be some validity to the, there being a higher ratio of, of people that are like that, that homeschooled mm-hmm. versus public school. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Um, and all I know is that growing up, yes, I, I I don't want that to be a, I don't want that in my children, but I also I think don't want my children to take too much stock in being socially accepted and being well liked and being well liked yeah. and when I and also being understanding of seasons and stages like. Some of the kids that, probably myself included, this is probably why I'm probably getting more, you know, vested in this conversation yeah, than like, I was planning on getting.
0: I'm just like <laughs> getting worked up over here.
1: No, I mean th- the fact is, is that I was homeschooled. I was like I was, and I think I was. I had an element of self awareness to know that I was awkward in certain situations, and I was un um, unaccustomed to certain environments. And I dealt with that, and I was so okay with that. And I I think I'm so grateful for my life now. Like, -hmm. I I cannot point to any person in all of (sighs) the world or the history of the world that I would exchange places with. You know, being married to you, having my Mm -hmm. children, living the life that I'm living, you know, in the church and the community that we are a part of. And so I'm extremely grateful for my life. And so I don't look back at the year when I was... 11 and I said that thing or look it back to you know my freshman year in high school when I joined the basketball team and I was in the locker room and you know didn't know what the heck anything meant or what what all the jokes were about I don't I don't look back at those seasons with any type of disdain or regret mm-hmm. or bitterness towards my parents um I know I'm I keep getting off topic you know I'm like again I'm making this too personal uh, <laughs> but but with the whole social awkwardness thing there's also just seasons there's just seasons where there's people are awkward and there's seasons where people are going through changes and i don't know as a parent i just want to be patient with my kids and i don't want to let i guess a lot of times when i hear parents talk and i'm i'm monologuing way too much here
0: no you you go when i hear parents with this
1: concern i just think they're still way too concerned with their own perception and how they're perceived more so than the soul of their child and i don't I don't really relate with that very much. I do relate with getting embarrassed by my kids and like getting upset, but big picture, like I'm making a big picture decision. I don't want my, pers- how I'm perceived by the world to start informing and in, like mm-hmm. how I'm going to make decisions for, from the well being of my children.
0: I think like anything else, we like to think in game, right? So in game, we want our kids to be happily married. Uh, and, be great, like be able to communicate with anyone from anywhere as adults Hmm. and be able to go into any room. If it's a room of really like high class ritzy people that they're like, okay, these people are kind of pretentious or out of my comfort zone or whatever. Or maybe someone they meet on the street that is, you know, had a way harder life than they have and has experienced a ton of things that maybe they haven't come across with and be able to just rise to that occasion and be able to communicate with that person and make them feel at ease. And I think that's the, that's my goal, having adults that can do that. Um, if, yeah,
1: within the category of social skills. Yeah, within the yeah. category
0: of social skills. Uh, and if they're, you know, the weird ones in high school, I'm totally fine with that. I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. Uh, I don't want them to be, you know, struggling with social skills as adults. But if they're going through seasons where the peers that they're around are not appreciating that they aren't cool they aren't in on all the stuff again I went through that too in high school and actually I had an incredible experience because the, it was hard like our freshman year but the next three years all the girls on our volleyball team were so protective of us and they'd always you know there'd just be YouTube videos on the bus or whatever and they're like they would be like don't show that to the Johnson girls you know <laughs> they won't appreciate it or um, I'll they don't, the Johnsons don't even know what we're talking about, but we were so accepted and so loved by the group. And I know it was a really incredible situation, but I think we felt really confident being different. We knew why we were different and it wasn't that we couldn't laugh and joke and have a good time, but we just knew that we weren't going to ever like be in the really in, in crowd. Um, and that was totally okay. And we had our friends outside of that and, um, it, it wasn't all bad. And now I feel like I can have conversations from anyone from any walk of life.
1: Hmm.
0: And I'm I'm interested in their life and I want to hear from them. And it doesn't make me uncomfortable that someone doesn't share my belief system or didn't grow up the same way. Um, So ultimately that's what I want for my kids. And there's going to be awkward moments along the way for sure. Yeah, Regardless of where they're going to school, right? Like if they're in a public school system, they're going to know that they're different. They're different Mm -hmm. from culture anywhere they are. You know, we're a peculiar people. And that doesn't mean we're just strange for the sake of being strange, uh, it should be because of who's we are. Mm. And that's what people should notice. Not like, well, they're just oddballs because they just can't function (laughs) as adults. It's like, no, we're odd because, um, we just have a completely different set of, of, you know, desires.
1: Yeah. You know, mantras that kind of went around our home during, when I, during my younger years, um, and this actually also plays into a little part of i think my experience with socialization and that is even though we homeschooled because we traveled around and played music we were probably in you know i don't maybe 2 or 300 public schools around the country where we'd go in we'd play at their their whatever their gatherings were you know and we'd meet a lot of kids and this was junior high or high school and elementary school so elementary junior high and high schools we'd go around and play at those schools. And so I think I had a little bit of insight into that coming from an outside into the ins- inside. Um, but something that my parents would always put on our, it was kind of a mantra when going to a performance or when having people into our home or when going to church, when going out in the public, um, they always emphasized that we were to make others be first, put others first, put others comforts first Mm -hmm. make it about others be people that are giving energy givers um was a huge thing that my dad would say he's like i want energy givers not energy takers and i do think that when you look at the skill set that maybe you desire in your children or that we desire in our children um the skill set can be acquired but i also want a heart behind that of being something that is others centric when it comes to their socialization Wanting to hear from others, wanting to ask good questions of others, wanting to make other people comfortable, and I think that even though we were homeschoolers and that we are, you know, the majority of the time the outsiders, my parents really empowered us to be the people that put others to ease and made other people feel comfortable, and and they gave us a skill set to do that by asking questions and by you know starting a conversation around certain topics, and so I think that that can be helpful, but it goes back to in your home. Are you making, are you selfless and putting others first in your conversations and when you're, yeah, when you're, when you're out in public?
0: Yeah. I think one of the most common things we see as an excuse, see excuse socially is shyness. Uh, and again, this is just like on a family by family basis. This has nothing to do with your schooling, but a shy child, uh, my mom always was really good at telling us, hey, shyness is selfishness because it's choosing to only think about yourself in the situation and not how you're making the other person feel. And so shyness wasn't something that was tolerated in our family. It wasn't like, oh, you're just a shy child. You can stay in the car or you don't have to have a conversation. Um, It was like, well, you need to work through this and you need to ask the other person a question and look them in the eye. And you don't have to talk about yourself, but you need to be interested in that other person. And so I think that's something that we can kind of excuse as a personality trait or this... uh, I don't know, we kind of elevated on this pedestal as something that we don't have to address as parents, but shyness can really be a heart issue. Or it can be something where our children just don't have those capabilities. And so we can work on those capabilities with them. Um, But we don't want our children to be selfish in that way. I feel like there's two different forms of kind of inept Social skills.
1: Sweet. Let's hear it. Uh,
0: I mean, Man. just as we're talking this out, I don't know. You guys, you guys tell me if you think there's more. I think one of them is, and, and who I would stereotype maybe is like if someone would say, oh, they acted like a homeschooler or something, Yeah. is the wallflower, like the shy person that just is standing there shaking like a leaf and is just kind of concerned with how they look in the situation. And then the other one is someone who talks too much. And they don't listen. They just like talk, 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 talk. And they're like overly enthusiastic. Have you seen that? And they're like way too overly enthusiastic for the situation. Yeah. And it's just like you don't, you aren't really in tune with like the, like their EQ isn't really in tune with the room. And it's like your energy level like way too high <laughs> or like, you know.
1: Yeah. Man, your EQ, your emotional quadrant.
0: Okay. E, yeah. emotional intelligence, EI? EI. I'm pretty sure it's called your EQ. Yeah.
1: I think it's your emotional quadrant, right? Quotient. Quotient? Is that what it's called? Quotient. Quotient? But it could be
0: quadrant, but it's actually it.
1: I've got four parts to my, emotional, <laughs> to my emotions. So <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Uh, so we practice these things in our home. Did, I don't know if you practice them in your home. I mean, your dad clearly talked to you about these things. You guys had a lot of conversations like after concerts and stuff like that with all the people in the audience. And
1: yeah, well, it's funny because Katie prepared a lot for this episode. And I, when she said that she wanted to do an episode on it, I similarly to you a structure kind of like socialization that being a that's a huge fear or a huge roadblock for people wanting or considering homeschooling and so I again I feel so removed from that conversation or that topic I googled like just a generic google a few googles of like okay what are what are the basic social skills that people need and it's funny because you were talking about the two extremes that maybe are um are fit into stereotypes for people that are considered you know homeschool-esque or they're homeschool they really acted like a homeschooler in this situation um and it's funny because i feel like some of the things that were some of the basics you know you know firm handshake holding eye contact asking good questions looking people in the eye um like having empathy you know being considerate of others being sensitive to the situation um it's almost like at the first one, there, it's like some. If there's homeschoolers had a flaw, it's like they were too. They were too good at the first ones. It's like they'd hold eye. Co- they'd hold the eye contact for a <laughs> too little long too long. And hold your yeah, it's like too us. firm of a handshake, and that it's like ask true? too many questions, and it's like okay, no, you are doing the right thing. Like they I read think- How to Win Friends and Influence People, <laughs> and they they like they totally nailed it, but it just like went a little overboard, maybe. <laughs>
0: just take a chill pill. Yeah. So things we practice at home. Yeah. Like I'd say our oldest would have the tendency to talk too much. Mm -hmm. And like our second would be more on the, you know, shy side. Like we all have a tendency of where we're going to lean when we're uncomfortable in a situation. And I think putting our kids in uncomfortable situations so that they're comfortable being uncomfortable is healthy. And I think that a lot of that rests on us as the parent. Are we putting ourselves in situations where we're going to be a little bit outside of our comfort zone or are we just kind of ducking and running anytime there's a social obligation? Like hmm. I don't get energy from social situations. I'd prefer to just live in my house all the time, but it's really healthy to be out and engaging in other, with other people and engaging in the body of Christ. And so some things we do are we practice at home, elisha's really good at this having the kids introduce themselves um we do things like uh, i'm trying to think here okay i had something i was going to say and well we give I just them played. conversation starters yes that's really big
1: yeah and they and they they work on a new conversation starter like every week we even do it at the sabbath dinner sometimes um where. the the good questions to ask people if they're well, a they time. Well, they say, yeah.
0: So now they'll say, hey, I'd like to visit. And we're yeah. like, visit basically means I'm going to ask you questions. You're going to ask me questions. And they love to visit. And so they'll ask that at dinner time, especially if Elisha and I get off on a tangent and we're just like talking really back and forth back to each other. we be like, hey, I want to visit. I'll be like... So what's your favorite color? Yeah. <laughs> and it's really cute because they're like, that's how you start up a conversation. Yeah. And it's fun to see them uh, do that with other people. So some way that our, ways that our kids socialize, um, because I get that we just have pretty a pretty normally social life. We don't have to seek out social engagements. But maybe if you're considering homeschooling and you're thinking like, well, my kids get their social activities at school. Like, how would I start that if we're just at home? Uh, Some ideas are, the kids always play after church with all the other kids, so we all go stand outside the church and all the kids just play and run around, which is really fun. We have families over for dinner, probably on a weekly or bi-weekly basis, and I'd say this is a really big one, because children are learning to interact with peers, and they're also learning to interact with adults. Yeah. And I think that both those things are really important and they're learning that, Hey, there's a difference with how you treat an adult and how you treat a child, which is a really rare thing in our culture because everyone's Mm -hmm. so casual. Um, and that I'd say we go to other people's homes for events, Mm -hmm. for parties and birthdays and fourth of July. And and again, this requires reaching out and creating friends as adults. I think a lot of people are really isolated and friendly because we aren't hosting people and we aren't having over to people over to our homes. Uh, we expect everyone else to reach out to us. Um, we, The kids and I go to the park a lot and meet friends there. Or we just go to the park, and I get to see the kids interact with all the other kids there. Now that's, again, a great opportunity for them Uh, to interact with people who aren't growing up the same way, who say different words. And so I say, that was a very strong word. We don't say that word. It's a very strong (laughs) word, (laughs) which I love. He's really on me. Like anytime I've said hate or something, he goes, mama, that is too strong of a word. I'm like, you're right. (laughs) Um, But I'm able to like see that and be there and hear what the kids are talking about. And when it gets like way too crazy, because for some reason kids... I don't know. The kids at our park just say the worst things. Uh, it's just like, all right, guys, we're going home, you know? Um, and then we have neighbors come over to our house. So we have neighbor kids over at our house very consistently during mm-hmm. the week. But again, they're they're on our turf, and they don't have the same belief system, and we have different conversations because of that. You know, we had a, um, a little neighbor over that loves to play with our kids, and he was just going to a funeral of someone who had overdosed on drugs. And so we were able to talk about, you know, what are drugs and what's an overdose and how does that happen? You know, we have a child over that isn't living with his parents because they aren't able to take care of him. And so we're able to talk about that. And the kids are able to come in contact with situations that are really hard out there. But it's in the comfort of our home. And we're not only able to love on these kids while they're here in our home, but our children are getting exposed to, hey, not. Not every child is growing up with what you get to experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we travel a lot. You guys know that. We travel a lot to see family and friends. So those are some ways that we get out. And I'm like, I'm not even talking about like soccer or co-ops or, you know, all the activities you can do. We just stay pretty busy socially at this point. Just
1: Yeah. With the hospitality. You know, what's crazy is that you, I do think it, it re- really just comes down to the parents, public schooled or yeah. homeschooled. Um, to the, not just the socialization, but the quality of the socialization and what your kids are learning and exposed to. Um, And it is remarkable how, Katie, you said you would prefer to be at home. I'm becoming such a homebody. Like (laughs) it is crazy how it takes effort, so much effort for me to go connect with other believers, to fellowship with other believers. I love church, but to really connect with other believers, I think just takes a lot of effort. It, it's it's genuinely going outside of my comfort zone. I'd be more comfortable just staying in my home, doing, doing my life here. And I think that the more that we create those environments for our children, then the more we'll be able to see them thrive and grow in those areas. But it does take work and effort as a parent. But we are But we need that too. Like we need that for our spiritual development and our spiritual growth um, and to be a part, you know, a living part of the body. And even if it's not people that are a part of the body, like you said, it's healthy for you and I, I think, to have these neighbor kids over and to hear, you know, uh, that, you know, so-and-so hasn't seen his dad for three years because Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, oh boy, that is tough. And then so-and-so has, you know, Mm -hmm. You know, well, the, the I don't want to get into the details of our neighborhoods, you know, lives, no, but you no. just get to hear little insights into people's lives, and you're like, wow, there they is a lot of hurt. Life. There's a lot of um, troubling si- trouble, trouble out. There's Troub- troubling situations and topics that you know we need to pray about. We I want to very much love on these kids, but then talk with our kids through them all. Um, and so and
0: teach them like okay what's it appropriate to ask about what is it you just don't you just give that um, topic space and you yeah. don't ask those questions or you yeah. don't you know talk about it that way mm-hmm. and so you have to learn how to handle things like that but um, yeah it's just if you meet a person that is really sharp socially there's been intentionality there and I just cannot <laughs> stress this enough that like Hey, go ha- hang out with your peers for eight hours a day where there's so little oversight. Yeah. <laughs> and somehow come away with this, this life that, it, I don't know, you just don't see a lot of healthy individuals out there that are able to interact with other people well. Mm. And so there's just no box to check. And if it matters to us, then we're going to need to be the ones to Take that on upon ourselves. It's our responsibility and teach our children and that just like we're teaching them in, in every area of life. Yeah. So it, I think we want to check the box, you know, with Sunday school and say, hey, we dropped our kids off at Sunday school and they're going to just somehow turn out with a faith that is real and and valuable to them. And like, yes, the Lord's faithful, but he gave us, the, our children, us, as parents to pour into them and teach them uh, the gospel. And there's just no other person we can just sign off on and say, they're going to take care of it for us. It has, it's our, it's our responsibility.
1: Yeah. Amen. All right. That's great.
0: That, that was, was it That was great awesome well we're really thankful for you guys and uh, we had some incredible shares this week I just want to thank you for those uh, one of you went and oh I wish I had your name but you like went and designed these like beautiful podcast shares and shared them in your stories and it was just like why aren't you doing that Yeah, for Katie, us why aren't we paying you to do that for us every week
1: Katie showed me those and I was like these look awesome Awesome. But yeah.
0: Like so good. So you guys, it is so sweet to us and it's so encouraging to, to us to see what episodes stand out to you and to hear you sharing them with other people outside your sphere. I had some gal asked me today, she goes, how do you promote your podcast? She's like, you only mentioned it on Instagram once a week. I was like, honestly, our listeners promote it for us. Like yes. you guys are the best. You just share it with like-minded families and It's just so cool how many people Lord's brought into our lives because of this. So thank you guys so much. You're the best, and we're so grateful for you.
1: Bye-bye.